trouble again. All right. We're going to figure it out one day, but we're going to figure it out tonight. Glad y'all are here tonight. Looking forward to the lesson for y'all. Thanks for being here for Pew Packers and for allowing us to have this time together to worship God. I don't know. You may not remember your first words. Your parents probably remember the first words you said. It was probably something like mama or dada or banana or hi or bye or something like that. Maybe you don't remember, but I'm sure your parents might. They say you probably will say about eight million words, 860 million words throughout your lifetime. And a lot of those words you'll forget and you'll hear a lot of different words. But tonight I want to talk to you about five important words that every child should know. Five words, simple words that I hope you learn and that you remember throughout the rest of your life. Now, we're not going to talk about people like you might be thinking about God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And those are important. And we'll talk about those maybe the next time we do this lesson. But tonight's lesson is more about ideas and concepts and things like this. And I may ask you a question or two, so just be paying attention. But tonight, it's just five basic words that I hope you never forget. Now, it may be the case as we go through this lesson tonight, you know these words already. Maybe your mom or your dad or your Bible class teacher has already talked to you about these words. And if they have, then this lesson will be a reminder. But if they haven't, I hope you learn these words and then I hope you use them and share them with other people. Words have power. God created the world by speaking words. He said in the beginning, let God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then God spoke and he spoke the birds and trees and fish and animals and eventually human beings from the dust of the ground. So your words have power in these words tonight. If you don't know these words, if you don't learn these words, it could ruin your life. It can make life hard for you. But if you learn these words and take them in and let them become a part of you, it can change your life for all the better. And so let's get started. We don't want to be long tonight, but let's start. Number one, the word love. You probably don't remember this, but this is probably one of the first words you heard. Before you even could understand words, before you even knew what words were, your parents, grandparents, and family members when you were born probably came into the world. They were telling you how much they loved you and how much they cared about you. But according to the Bible, your history with the word love goes back further than this. In 1 John 4 and verse 8, the Bible says that God is love. But more than that, the Bible says that God loves us before we're ever brought into the world. God knew that you would be here and he knew that when you came, he was going to be ready to love you. The Bible talks about God's love as being everlasting. It always continues. It doesn't start and stop. It's just the way that God is. God loves. And so one important word that you should never forget that you need to learn early on is this idea of love. Now, sometimes when people talk about love, what they really mean is like you may say to yourself, well, I've got a favorite pair of shoes or ice cream or a TV show. And you might say about that thing, I really love it. But what you may mean is I just like it a whole lot. But when the Bible uses the word love and it talks about God being love in first John four and verse eight or God so loved the world in John three sixteen, it's talking about something different. It means that God has your best interest in heart. God cares so much about you. He do anything for you, anything to help you. Sometimes in life, people say they love you, but it's only for a short time or they may take it back. Or if you stop doing things for them, they'll stop loving you. But it's not that way with God. Every kid in the world, every child in the world needs to know with God they have a love they can't lose. You don't have to earn this love. It's just like your parents, but it's greater than that. And it's this reality that God, he loves you. Now, maybe you've seen a show like this before where a girl has a flower and she's plucking off the petals. He loves me. He loves me not. And trying to figure out whether or not the love is real. But the Bible's saying you don't need the flower. If you have God, God loves you. And that's just the way it is. You don't earn it and lose it. God doesn't give it and take it back. It's always going to be that way. Just because you exist, there's some love you can't lose. And that's how it is with God. 
the first word that every child in the world needs to learn is love. Love is stronger than like. This doesn't mean God likes you a whole lot. It means something better than that. It means God cares about you far more than you can imagine and dream. But there's one more thing about love in the Bible. It says that God loves us. But that means once you realize this and you get it, you say, "Okay, God loves me. It means that God wants you to take that love and share it with other people in the world. The way Jesus said it was by this, everybody will know you're my disciples and my followers if you have love for each other. And so when you go to school, when you see people out that don't have any friends or anybody that cares about them, they're sitting off by themselves. If we realize how much God loves us, it's our responsibility to go share love with other people. All right, here's the second word, number two. This word isn't my favorite, but it's a word that you need to learn. It's the word sin. Now, the Bible says children are born innocent, and that's many of you here. You've never been baptized, you don't take the Lord's Supper, and you don't have sin. You're not guilty of violating God's law. But the word sin here, it means to do something God doesn't want you to do, to break God's rules, or God says do something, and somebody says, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do whatever I want. And 1 John 3 and verse 4, John calls that lawlessness. It's breaking the rules. It's doing what you want. And every child in the world needs to learn what sin is. Sin came into the world because the snake lied to Adam and Eve, and they believed him. And they took the fruit when God said you shouldn't do that, and they ate, and it ruined their lives. And the Bible says that every one of us eventually reaches a point when we sin, when we break the rules, and we do things God says we shouldn't do. And when we do those things, we're thankful for what Jesus did for us. Jesus is the only perfect person who ever lived. He's the only one who never broke one of God's rules. Everything God wanted Jesus to do, he did. And the Bible says because Jesus died for our sins, when we sin and when we make mistakes, God doesn't throw us away because we sin. He welcomes us in with Jesus and he says, I'll have you back if you come to me through Jesus Christ. It's important that you learn this word because the world's trying to trick us about this word right now. God says sin is bad. The world says sin's not so bad. I want you to look at the word up there and I'm going to ask you to do something with me. And I just want you to help me out on the count of three. The kids, I want you to spell sin. You ready? One, two, three. Spell sin. F-U-N. Okay, y'all misspelled it. Do it again. Spell sin on the count of three. One, two, three. F-U-N. You see, you spelled it right. It's S-I-N. But the world will tell you sin is F-U-N. Fun. God's not against you having fun, but God doesn't want you to sin and call it fun. Sometimes the world says, hey, listen, I know your mom and dad grew up teaching you, hey, don't say bad words, but it's not a big deal. Don't worry. Or, hey, I know you shouldn't lie, but this one time, it's not going to be a real big deal. The Bible says every time people sin, it always makes things worse for them. It never makes anything better. It always makes their lives harder and more difficult. And so Jesus doesn't want us to commit sin. Never let anybody tell you that sin's the way to go. It's the way to have the good life. God's saying something else. Before we go to the third word, help me out with this. What is that? Y'all can talk. What is that? Trash. What's in there? That's a garbage can. That's a dumpster. What's in there? How does it smell? You can't smell it through the screen. What do you mean it smells bad? No, you don't have to smell it through the screen. Who, who in here has ever been in a dumpster? Show of hands. You've been in dumpsters. It's a rough life. Anyway, <laughs> you probably haven't spent much time in dumpsters. And you can't smell this picture on the screen. But listen, you're right. It smells bad. Somebody says, how do you know it smells bad? It's trash. That's just what trash does. You don't have to experience sin to know it's bad. You don't have to. Somebody says, well, you should try this. Just like you know that stinks without smelling it, you can know sin's bad without practicing it. Take God's word for it. Just trust what God says. God says this isn't good for you. Don't do it. 
Everybody in the world needs to learn what the word sin is all about. And the sooner you learn that, the better. We're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. But we should try to stay as far away from sin as we can. Now, here's word number three. It's the word hope. Hope in the Bible is not like a wish. Hope in the Bible is you expect something to happen. You think that something will happen and you have a strong confidence about it. And the third word tonight is the word hope. It means to have a confident you think I believe this is going to happen and I trust God that it will. The longer you live, there are going to be some bad things that happen sometimes. And if you're not careful, you'll let those bad things ruin the way you think about life. You'll be afraid to dream. You'll be afraid to get your hopes up. You'll think, well, maybe God's not working in my life. I've seen so many bad things happening. And this third word, I want you to always remember, never, ever, ever give up your hope. Don't let this world take your hope from you. Keep looking up. Keep expecting good things to happen because they will and they can. The Bible says so much about hope. It says we're saved by hope. It says we have the hope of eternal life. It says hope is like an anchor. It's like a lock for the soul. It keeps us strong. And don't let anybody take your hope from you. Now, hope isn't like wishing, like I wish I get, you know, shoes for my birthday or a bike for Christmas. Hope is knowing in the Bible. Hope is saying, I know God's going to help me. I know he's with me. And every child in the world needs to learn this word hope because the world will try to take your hope as soon as it can. But don't let them do it. Confidently believe good things. Think about good things. Think positively and always have hope. You see, you've never seen the wind before. You've seen trees blowing, but you've never actually seen the wind. But you know the wind exists. You see it working. And in your life, you will never see God face to face on the earth, but you always see him working. And you can always have hope that he is. Maybe somebody's read you this book. Show of hands. You've seen this book before, The Little Engine That Could. It's about that long train. And you remember he gets into trouble and he eventually needs some help. The bigger engines won't help him. But the smaller engine comes along and he says, I'm going to give it a shot. And throughout the story, what does he keep saying over and over again? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. He could. And he did. That's right. He thought he could. He had hope. Sometimes you're going to run into stuff with school and don't ever say, I can't do this. Yes, you can. When you start to live the Christian life, there may be some things that are difficult and you might just throw up your hand. I'm just the only person. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You'll try new things and other people around you will say, you know what, you should just quit. It's too hard. Quitting is easier, but hope is always better. Rejoice in hope. Don't give up. Don't quit. If you think you can, then you can. All right, here's the fourth one. It's the word faith. Faith is an important word that you've got to remember. Faith means to trust or to believe. And the Bible is filled with stories about people that had faith and that trusted in God. Think about David and Goliath in 1 Samuel 17. David's there before the giant and he believes that he can defeat the giant because he has trust in God. One day Paul was on a ship and it was a terrible storm. And Paul stood up and he said, I believe God that I'm going to get through this safely just like God told me. The Israelites walked around Jericho for seven days and they believed that when God told them the walls would fall and they did throughout your life. Make sure that you keep your faith without faith. You can't please God. You've got to trust God and believe God. The most important thing about faith that every child needs to remember is that faith in Jesus Christ is a must for everybody. Faith in Jesus means you believe what the Bible says about Jesus and that Jesus did the things that the Bible says that he did, that Jesus died, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. If you're going to please God, you've got to have faith. You've got to trust God and believe God and then say, whatever God tells me to do, I'm going to do. You know, when you read throughout the Bible, Jesus always was happy with people that had faith. 
And he would point it out. He'd say, look at her faith. Look at how courageous she is. Look at how much he believes. What if Jesus is looking down from heaven at you right now? Wouldn't it be great? Don't you want to make God happy? Shake your head. Don't you want to make God happy? What if God says about her? Oh, just look at how much Kara believes. Just look at how much Corbin trusts and look, look at how much they have hope and they do what I say. Faith is how you make God happy. No matter what it is, whether it's a game or a competition in a classroom, everybody in the world wants to win. The Bible says if you want to win at life, you've got to have faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. How do you become a winner? Make sure that you have faith. All right. One more word tonight. This is the last one. Number five. I cheated. This is two words, but it's still sort of one. It's the word. Thank you. Now, your parents are probably already teaching you this. When somebody gives you something, you say what? Thank you. And if you want something from somebody, you should say what first? Please. So please and thank you. You're probably already learning this, but this is different. It's not just about saying thank you to people. It's learning how to say thank you to God for everything that he's given. You can live your whole life always wanting more. Mommy, when am I getting this? When are we doing this? Hey, I got this, but now I want this. If you don't learn thank you, You'll never be happy. You'll always be sad. You'll always be miserable. But if you learn how to say thank you right now and mean it, nothing in the world can take your joy. If you learn how to be thankful for what God's already given you, God's got great things in store for you. But if you can't be thankful for what you do have, God doesn't have enough blessings to change your mind. And so the Bible says, practice the habit of always saying thank you. Ephesians 5 and verse 20, the Bible says, giving thanks always to God for all things through Jesus Christ. What do you have to be thankful for? Just think about it. What do you have that you can say thank you to God about? Think about your family. Think about your church family. Think about your house and where you live and all the toys, all the blessings that you have. Don't take those things for granted. Practice saying thank you to God because he makes everything possible, but also to people. When people give you something, get out of the habit. Don't just snatch it out of their hand and just run your way. Stop. Look people in the eye and let them know. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You didn't have to do this for me, but I'm thankful. It'll make them happy, but it'll honor God because he's the one that teaches us how to be grateful and how to ultimately say thank you to him. Five words. Every every child should know. Don't forget these words. What are the words? Love, sin, faith, hope and thank you. Now, what we're about to do is what we always do. We always end the sermon by teaching people how they become Christians. Can y'all help me tonight? Can y'all help me extend the invitation we practiced before tonight? Put up your five fingers and let's sing the song. Now, listen, y'all are going to have to sing loud because there are people all the way in the back. And maybe somebody here tonight is not a Christian. And let's talk to them about how we do this. You ready? Let's sing it. Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water, rise up again to follow Christ and live like you ought to. I think we can do a little bit better, a little bit better. Let's do it one more time. You ready? Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water, rise up again to follow Christ and live like you ought to. Great. I hope you never forget these five words, because these five words and all of the words that the Bible contains are the way that God talks to us so that we can have the rich and great lives that he wants us to have. Maybe tonight somebody has sinned and they realize that they need to turn from it. They have hope that God will forgive them in their faith in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says if you do that, you turn from sin and do what we just sung about. Plunged into the waters of baptism, you can rise again and live like you ought to and live the rest of your life saying thank you to God. If this is your invitation, if you need to respond tonight, we can help you. Come now as together we stand and as we sing.